Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today I'm really pleased to have with me on the line Jared Hanning. He is a mindset mentor and mindset performance coach. So, Jared, welcome to the show. God, thanks for having me. Jared, tell me a little bit about what it is that you do. I understand that you have a book. You uh, do a lot of work with, you know, with helping people understand how to make work work for them, right? Let's hear a little bit about what makes Jared amazing. Oh man, sometimes I feel a little embarrassed like describing what I do because at first take, it does sound like snake oil. My clients normally double their income by purposely working half as many hours. And I know that sounds like craziness, uh, but what makes this possible is that we're using a Nobel nominated process that teaches them how to think at a higher level. And with that new vantage point, their mind is just solving problems so much more efficiently, solving problems with things that scale, uh, which is why they're able to work less, but make a bigger difference, reach more people, make more money, that kind of thing. How did you get started with this? How did you like? How did you land on this on this particular niche of helping people become more productive? Back in the day, I was a full time professional classical musician, principal violist with the South Carolina Philharmonic. And at that time, I would give a series of talks on the musical secrets of leadership, the musical secrets of productivity, that kind of thing. Um, because what some people don't know about music is when you're engaged in making music, whether you're singing to the radio, driving down the road, whether you're clapping your hands, listening to something, in that moment of creation, of creating or co-creating the music, you are accessing more different parts of your brain than any other activity in life. This is well documented with MRI studies, and it's a sharp contrast with other things like athletic behavior, where the better your body is performing athletically, the less of your brain you're using. Your brain enters a quiet meditative state because it can't afford to be sending glucose to the brain. Those glucose needs to go to your big muscle groups. But music is the opposite. Um, it is a, a, very, a veritable fireworks show going off in your head. So at the time, I was teaching people how to access different parts of the brain on demand because that opens up different ways of thinking, if you will. And along the, the way, I uh, was introduced to the process that I use now that uh, documents uh, and maps out what's happening in your brain to start with. But the power of this, of course, is just like when you go to the doctor. Uh, the doctor says, you know, I don't know what's going on. So let's uh, print up an MRI. And with that information, we'll know exactly where to start. So uh, when somebody, when I first start working with somebody, that's exactly where we start. Uh, let's get your thinking patterns printed up, mapped out. That way we can see the blind spots that are tripping you up and any breakthroughs that are waiting for you. You know, that's really interesting. Yesterday, just yesterday, right? I'm trying to write the, um, I'm trying to write the script in the landing page for a virtual summit that I'm printing together, uh -huh. right? And 
yes, I was educated in this country. Yes, I speak English pretty well. I read and write English pretty well, right? But it took me an hour to write a paragraph, right? And, I, you know, after that, I just felt like the biggest loser, right? Because I'm like, wait a second, this is not sustainable. I got to crank out at least 10 paragraphs in order to fill up this landing page. And uh-huh. look how hard that was. You know, I think part of it was because, you know, I'm doing it for, you know, for my program, as opposed to the client work that I work, you know, that I also work on, right? When I do work for clients, it's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can spit that out easily, right? Either outsource whatever needs to get done or, you know, or just write it myself. Doing it for myself? No, like it just, mm-hmm. like it didn't happen. And so basically what you're saying is that, is, is this just an indication of how, of how different people achieve flow? Like when you're talking about athletes, how they achieve their, you know, their mental state versus uh, the versus a a business leader, that they also need to achieve a state where they can uh, where they can look at things higher. Like, how does that work? How is that different? I'm glad you mentioned flow, and in that sense, I would argue that on some level we are all in flow. Um, the the issue is, <laughs> are you flowing the right direction? Like, you know, does does your flow work for you? And what I mean by that is we all have kind of a way of thinking, a way of viewing the world, a way of solving problems. And when we are in flow, we are solving problems and navigating the world in a way that's congruent with how our brain solves those problems. Uh, The problem is there's a lot of ways of viewing the world that simply do not work. And this is why some people always have more on their to-do list than they have time to get done. Working harder and faster doesn't clear it up. At the end of the day, they feel like they wasted their time on little tasks that someone else could be doing, while somebody else seems to consistently have more than enough free time, more than enough income, more than enough impact and fulfillment. And it's not because of their job. This is documented across all different industries. It's not because of the size of their office or it, it nothing. It has only to do with the way their brain solves problems. So being in flow can feel good, but if it's not working for you, uh, let's take a look at your thinking patterns and see where the opportunity is to make a bigger difference. I'll take you on that. Let's talk about your one big tip. The less you work, the more you make, right? You work, so, you make. The, it sounds like such an easy formula, right? And especially for those entrepreneurs who work 80 hours a week so they don't have to work 40, mm-hmm. right? How do you apply that? So here's the deal. Uh, if you will look at your to-do list, and most people don't need to look at their to-do list because it's the same thing day in and day out. Many people are actually copying the same undone tasks from the day before on the next day. You've got your to-do list memorized, right? So just think about your to-do list and notice that nine out of 10 things on your to-do list could We're be there yesterday. else for 10 or $15 an hour. What this means is the more focused you are on getting things done, the more focused you are on checking things off your to-do list, the more of your time, energy, and day you are spending on the lowest earning value contributing thing driver for, for your business. So when people say, gosh, you know, I just, I would love to do that, but I don't have the money. I don't have the money to delegate or outsource or hire or market or whatever it is, or I don't have the time. Well, that's because you're spending your time on 10 or $15 an hour tasks. If you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. So when I say the less you work, the more you make, it's because that way of thinking that says, okay, these things are important, they need to be done, but how can they get done without me? 
And the reason is, you know, I wish everybody had this sign in their office and the sign would say, if I'm doing the work, I'm falling behind. So the people that are very effective, very effective CEOs, they always have more than a free time, always have more than enough income. Their company's growing. It's like they got the golden touch. They don't solve problems by doing the work because you're the bottleneck at that point. They solve problems by causing the work. So their brain is going like, all right, who can I partner with, barter with, trade with? Um, delegate. Who who can I hire even for two hours a week? For Anybody could hire somebody for two hours a week. You've got 20 bucks. And then what's the best system for them to use? What's the best order and process? So that that person, they're solving problems with things that scale, whereas the majority of stuck, stressed out entrepreneurs are solving problems with effort. And effort doesn't scale. Um, and so if you're the one doing the work today, then tomorrow you're still going to be the one doing the work. Because doing that task does not address the reason it had to be done to start with. Um, thus, the less you work, the more you make. It's a, it's a way of thinking. So my go-to phrase is that if my fingers are in the keyboard, I'm not, I'm not making money, right? Because right. Like, like when I'm, uh, you know, part of my business is developing websites, mm -hmm. right? So if it's my fingers moving an image here, you know, fixing text over there. You're right. This is something that I can, you know, effectively that I can and should effectively delegate off to someone else. I guess some of the bottlenecks that I come across with that is, and you know, I'm speaking only about myself now, right? Mm -hmm. Is that I have a problem de delegating creativity, right? Sure. So, you know, I have the, uh, you know, I have the $10 an hour people on staff. I have the $30 an hour people on staff as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And then trying to convey to them what looks good in my head. Right. And then get them to do it so that I don't have to sit there and adjust margins and things like that. That has always been my Achilles heel. Right. Where it's like, you know, like, how can I get this, uh, you know, how can I get this website done? Like it should not require 10 hours of Jeff time in order to in order to actually get this done, I should be able to maybe get 80% of that work out the door and then maybe do 20% just to put my, you know, my finishing touch on it or ideally just write myself out of the equation because you're right. Then I become the bottleneck. Yeah. So a, a couple, a couple thoughts on that. It, it is very easy to feel like, um, this is our brand. This is our creativity. I can't teach someone else to think the way I think. I mean, it's certainly very easy to do that. But then we think of situations, for example, eye doctors. So in eye surgery, you're like effectively cutting open a glob of jello and stitching a glob of jello back together. Yet there are eye doctors in this country that can do 40 eye surgeries in a day. And this is a sharp contrast with most eye doctors, where if they do six in a day, they feel like absolutely overwhelmed. Um, and the reason is one doctor has said to themselves, ah, oh, you know what? man, I just no way I can teach somebody else how to do this without me, you know, I just, you know, and it's, but another doctor has said, okay, all right, what is the single most important part about this specific task? And they've trained one person to do that task and then one person do another task. And so consequently, they've got an assistant that gets you in the room. They've got a different assistant that only immobilizes the eye. They've got another assistant that makes the incision. This is an assistant, like a tech level person that makes the incision. They've got another one that pulls out the lens. And then the doctor rolls in the room, drops in a new lens. They've got another assistant that closes up the eye. They've got another assistant that makes a stitch. They've got a, right, because these people have been trained in that specialty. Now, the difference is, the difference is one of them says, 
oh my gosh, there's no way. There's way too much. This is too complicated. Oh, it's going to be too hard. There's no. And the other one did the hard work of thinking, all right, what is the one most important part about this? So when we get in that situation in our business, especially with creative, like how in the world can I teach someone to paint the way I do? Well, hello, Bob Ross. He did it. How can I teach someone to write the way I do or create poetry the way I do or graphic design the way I do? And it's just a matter of, do you want to spend your life in struggle and stress or are you willing to do a little bit of unbelievably hard mental work teasing out the one thing that makes it pop for you? Because anybody can master that. Once we tease it out, it's just really hard to think about it. And, and um, I, I agree with you. <laughs> it's very yeah. hard. No, because you know what happens is that usually my best thinking, right, or my or the best uh, my best creative time, right, mm-hmm. is in the mornings, right. But if I have to wake up in the morning and then attend to you know five or ten emergencies, right, that need to happen, and they usually end up being oh you know you put the wrong date on this blog post or something, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You know each one of those little things will will nag at you, right. I mean it's like well a it's got to get done, you know, and then there's this sense of ownership. Right. I would say sense of ownership for when I'm hiring people has been another thing. So it's a little bit off topic, but what happens is that when you hire people at the 10, you know, between the 10 and $30 level, right? Mm-hmm. They're really, you know, they're, you're really hiring for a technician, right? You're really hiring for someone to come in and just, you know, triage that one little part, uh, you know, that you want them to do, right? Whether it's a writer, graphic designer, what, you know, WordPress expert, et cetera, right? At the end of the day, I would say it's practically impossible to hire or clone a Jeff, just as it is to clone a Jared, right? But at the same time, it's like, how can I get the uh, the people that are working uh, that are working for me, right, to have the same level of ownership of the of the task that I'm asking them to do as I do? Right. Because, you know, I'll give you one quick example and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this blog post writing. Right. You know, there are a lot of people that, you know, read and write great English. You know, they can write blog posts on any subject. Right. And I understand that, you know, spelling errors will happen. Right. Even in the world of Grammarly and spell check and all that. Right. But when you start getting the dumb errors. Right. You know, the fifth grade errors and they come across consistently. You you know, it's like, wait a second. My job as the owner of my business is not there to be checking your spelling. Right. Mm-hmm. I would expect that if I paid you X amount of dollars to produce a 700 word blog post, I expect you to do that work. Like, if though you're in, like, I'm not a fifth grade teacher, like, I'm not going to sit there and spell check it. Right. How do you help your, um, uh, help your people get past that? You know, the idea of ownership and the idea of actually getting, you, you know, being able to trust that things get done and they get done right so that they can move on to the next task. I agree. I agree. That That is a legit challenge. And you're absolutely right. You should not pay somebody for you to do more work, for you to be the one fixing it. Uh, you, I, I agree. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and you described some legit uh, roadblocks and obstacles. Um, the first step I would say is um, we would want to look at the thinking patterns of either the owner or ideally and the thinking patterns of the employee or the assistant. Um, because in there, we're going to find blind spots that are tripping them up. Blind spots are ways of thinking that make sense to us, but are not producing the result that we would like. And so it's a trap. It makes sense, but it's not working. It's a trap. So it, it, it reveals those. We reveal uh, breakthroughs that are waiting for us, things that we could be doing at a far more efficient level of scale, fulfillment, profitability. That's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is 
Uh, there's as we go through several levels of business, one level in the beginning is sales solves all ills. Whatever it is, you don't have enough time, you don't have enough money, whatever it is, sales, focus on sales. Drop the other balls you're juggling, focus on sales because that will give you the resources you need to delegate, outsource, and grow. Then you get to the second level. In the second level, it's no longer sales solves all ills because you've trained somebody in a department to handle that for you. The second level is now recruiting solves all ills. Because that's where you get in the situation where you're like, man, I've got this person. You know, I like them. I don't want to let them go. It's just that, how oh, come on, it's not that big of a deal that I have to keep looking over the shoulder and proofreading for them and doing this work and fixing it for us. Come on, it's not that big. Well, recruiting solves all deals. The more leads you have coming in of new people to work with you and partner with you and all that, the whole lot easier it is for you to just, you know what, this is a great person, but they're not the right person for us. So you can make that decision and move on faster. It allows you to grow. Um, recruiting solves all ills. The last thing I would say is think about the movie director. The movie director will, like most people in, in entrepreneur teachers and that kind of thing, they will say, if somebody can do the task, 80% as good as you, hire them, no questions asked. A movie director, you think on the scale of a movie, like the hundreds of people that go to work to create a feature film, a movie director will tell you, if the movie is done and 60% of it was their creative idea, they will feel like it was a wild success. Um, because the more you grow, the less control you have. And so you have to, you know, do I want to grow and do this amazing feat? Okay, I got to give up a little bit of being in control. Do I want to be in control? Okay, but it's going to limit what who I can reach in life. You literally cannot scale yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you could scale using other people, but you're not cloning a Jared and you're not cloning a Jeff anytime soon. So hire people that are smarter than you. And if you're having a hard time finding them, recruiting solves all else. Just love it. The rocks. Love it. Jared, can you please let everyone know how they can, uh, how they can find you online and how they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to learn more? Uh, of course, hit me up on the socials. Uh, my name is J-A-R-R-O-D-H-A-N-I-N-G. Uh, I've got TEDx talks, uh, YouTube videos, yada, yada. If you want to learn more about the specific work I'm doing, you can check out my website, mindsetperformance.co. Uh, you could learn a little bit about the mind scan and the process we use, uh, check out my new book. Um, heck you can even download the executive summary for free right there. Mindsetperformance.co. Amazing stuff, Jared. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time to help break down, uh, to help break this down for us. Yeah. Happy to be here. Mm -hmm.